as soon as I go live the cat wants to jump on me uh so let me just see what's happening here on the channels we're live hello everybody welcome to another session the inner sanctum session cat hassling me at the moment so great to be with you all it's a beautiful Sunday morning here in Sydney Australia Saturday afternoon evening night in the UK Canada uh, in the US and I have the gorgeous and delicious Rachel Burns with us hi Rachel hello hi <laughs> so wonderful to have you with us as our guest teacher in the inner sanctum thank you uh, for inviting me it's nice to be here this weekend we're going to get galactic Rachel and I were just talking about how all our hair is falling out people were saying you've got curly hair now and I said no I've got the straightest hair in the world but I'm curling it so it looks thicker because it's just like falling out and she was downloading information from the Arcturians telling us why we'll get into that but let me let me read a little bit of your bio I won't do the whole thing and tell people who haven't seen the show that we did on um, accentuate the positive media on ATP radio who you are and what's been going on so Rachel Burns as a young child Rachel channeled the language of light for much of her young life she felt she didn't fit in and after encountering a great deal of childhood trauma, Rachel blocked many of her memories until she was around 34. This is when she encountered a deep, spontaneous remembering and eventually healing of the toxic, limiting beliefs she picked up along her physical journey. Rachel spent the last 30 years working with children in many different capacities, including working with additional needs kids, children, teaching meditation, mindfulness, and movement and facilitating children's groups. She also facilitates meditation and development groups for adults, including workshops on parenting the golden age child and opening to light language. Rachel is now working with pure God consciousness and the power of energy of acceptance and forgiveness to return to a state of balance and harmony. A starseed psychic medium, trance channeler, intuitive artist. She is the principal of Dharma, Divine Awakenings Academy of the Mystic Arts, and is the creator of Mini Meditation Australia. Rachel is also a dragon master and keeper <laughs> of the codes, sharing light codes and dragon light language transmissions. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> much a wonderful introduction <laughs> and if you uh, I won't get you to share it now but you can uh, we should be streaming live on Facebook as well if you want to um, share it on your page but <clears throat> I'm going to get off and let you share a little bit about yourself whatever you want to share because we went over quite well not quite extensively but we did go over a, a little bit of your journey but if you want to share with us what was happening and and how you had your awakening and remembered who you are mm. I think I'll probably go back to the first time that I remember um, having really any sort of conscious awareness around uh, white language and uh, my star team, and that was probably around the age of three or four, um, and uh, channeling spontaneously just dropping into trance uh, and channeling uh, light language. Of course, the people around me found this very difficult, so... <laughs> My dad especially was amazingly scared of this um, and it sent him into quite a fear spiral um, and I can remember feeling his energy as uh, he was sort of standing next to me and I remember thinking, if I just tell him what I'm doing, he'll understand. He'll get it. It'll be okay. 
And I remember looking up at him and he came into me and he said, what are you doing, Rachel? And I, I can remember I was sitting in the lounge room um, and started speaking light language. And I remember him coming in and saying, what are you doing, Rachel? And I said to him, it's okay, Daddy, I'm in trance. <laughs> I'm speaking light language. And he was, I could instantly feel his energy change and turn into one of terror and um, absolute panic and just deep, deep-rooted fear. And he picked me up by one hand and smacked me and smacked me and smacked me and smacked me. And that was his projection of his fear. Unfortunately, what I took from that was that this was not to be done, was not to be shared, certainly not to be enjoyed. Um, and so I shut that part down um, of myself and really it didn't open again um, until much, much later, until I was well into my 40s. Um, and I started to spontaneously again uh, speak like light language during a Reiki um, session that I was doing for some one of my clients and I can remember having this surge of energy it just surged up from within and it wanted to push itself out of my mouth and I remember standing there going mm, 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 like I didn't want to let it out because I wasn't quite sure what was going to happen and how it was going to come out um, and it just flowed out and once I'd taken the lid off and started to work with love and acceptance around it rather than judgment and fear it really, the conscious channel really uh, widened and refined um, and has become a huge, huge part of my everyday life. Um, I can remember having great connection with my star team. Um, as a little girl, I would pack my bags constantly. I was always leaving my house. This was not the home for me. It was too traumatic um, and I would walk out the front door probably around four with my bionic woman <laughs> in a little suitcase packed with my dolls and clothes and I would stand outside in the in the foyer and look at the lift and I would say to them my star team come and get me now it's time to come and get me I'm not staying here I'm not doing this anymore you need to come and get me you need to come and get me now and I would press the button on the lift and I would wait and of course the door would open and this the lift would I would clearly see a tunnel, like a channel, uh, that, and I knew that if I stepped into it, I might be taken some, somewhere. So it was almost like I wanted to go, but I didn't want to go. I, I feel as though my soul really knew that I had work to fulfil here and things to learn. And so part of that lesson and part of that learning was how to transmute very dense, very low vibrational frequencies um, after holding them in the body um, and having them affect me physically in many ways through sickness and allergies and anxiety, mental health issues, um, and learning how to use the, the energy and the power of forgiveness um, and pure God consciousness to come to a place of acceptance and love and even um, gratitude for these experiences. So I knew that that some things were very different for me, but I didn't understand to what extent until I was well into my 30s. Um, I, could, I could see that people behaved very differently than I did and I couldn't quite work out why. <clears throat> there was a stirring within that something was held deep within um, that was huge and that would have huge impact and there was a recognition around that and try as I might, and I really did try to try and pull it out, 
it doesn't come out. You don't have the remembering, the recognition, the reconnection until it's the right time. Uh, and around the age of 34, um, I had some circumstances take place around my violent ex-husband, <coughs> excuse me, that acted as a catalyst for memories to come forward. <coughs> excuse me. This is my throat chakra. <laughs> I've got some coughing happening because I'm <clears throat> clearly having some, some clearing around this. Um, around the age of 34 when I had some um, deep remembering and reconnection to experiences um, in childhood. So I remember I had flashbacks happening around being sexually abused by my next-door neighbour's boyfriend when I was eight and then not long after that uh, remembering around being raped uh, when I was 10 by my next-door neighbour's brother. Both experiences were very different. Uh, the sexual abuse when I was eight, I can remember one-on-one. Um, the rape when I was 10 was very different. I had disconnected completely from my physical body and was viewing it from uh, the corner of a room. And so there was a great disconnection uh, that was later I'd found out quite deliberate. Um, the interesting thing with the rape when I was 10 was that I actually saw him change. I saw him change from a human being into a reptilian. I saw his face uh, almost sort of melt away uh, and all of his skin disappear and for his reptilian form to actually be quite prominent. Um, and I can remember seeing the jaw and seeing the teeth and seeing the, uh, the construction of the, the skull and what that looked like. And later on, after I'd come to more acceptance and understanding and was less in shock around this, I was able to speak to my star team about it and ask why. And they told me that it was less about the trauma because the first one was about, the, you know, things that happened when I was eight was about the trauma. The, the rape when I was 10 was more around learning about reptilian energy um, and how it is that we are able to disconnect from our physical bodies or but perhaps not disconnect, I'm finding a little bit of, it's not quite the right word, but uh, being able to separate ourselves from our physical bodies for a time and just become consciousness. Um, and that was more around the learnings around that. Around the age of 38, I had more spontaneous remembering um, and that was around being sexually abused by my dad from a very early age. Um, and not long after that, I had sort of a mini breakdown. <laughs> um, and so mental health was certainly um, at the forefront at that time. I had a wonderful friend at the time <laughs> and I remember ringing him because I knew and it was quite, it was quite um, a distinct, again, separation but uh, still being present at the same time where I was able to actually view myself, step out of myself and see myself and what was happening. Um, so being able to really see it like a movie. And I rang him and I said, you know, this is what's happening. I can't gather my thoughts. I can't put my thoughts together. I can't. There's not a continuation in thought pattern. And uh, thank goodness for him. He said to me, Rach, you might be in the, in the padded cell, but you're not in the straight jacket yet. And that was just what I needed. I needed the confirmation that I was okay, that I was in a bad place but that I was okay. And that humour around it just lifted the energy immensely. Um, and I became so amazingly grateful for that. Um, it really actually quite grounded me. 
Um, let's see, where are we up to? I began really working on the trauma uh, and getting to a place where over the years and through lots of deep internal searching um, and the amazing placement of people and things in my path at any given time that I needed it, so always attracting exactly what I needed at the exact right time um, and started to work through some of the pain and trauma um, and be able to come now to a place where I can see the bigger picture and I can see why it is that I chose this path, why I've chosen the people to play the roles that I have chosen um, and their value. And even to go a step further and have amazing gratitude for these lessons um, and a deep love for these people. And that comes and goes. <laughs> it's not always there. No saint by all means. <laughs> um, but it's a constant play of stepping out of it and then stepping back into it and stepping out of it and stepping back into it. And each time I step back into it, I find a deeper level uh, and a more refined connection with gratitude um, and, of course, with God, with pure God consciousness. Um, and so it's through this connection with, with creative consciousness that I've been able to work through the tra trauma without a doubt but also to come to these realisations and, and gratitude. A couple of years ago I started working, sorry, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want to ask me something? You know, me, I've got a million questions. One of the questions that came up is why do you think your dad, like when you ask your guides, why do you think your dad was so scared of the light language when you were little that he just really shut it down? You can either tune in now or maybe you know. Yeah, I've asked them that before where these fears come from and I know just personally through throughout family history that his mum was schizophrenic. And I know that this has uh, triggered him because uh, one of the comments I can remember him calling out to my mum and saying, come and get her, she's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And so I know that this has triggered this for him. Uh, if I ask them now, there's a recognition. Oh, they're telling me now that there's persecution for him in a past life around light language. So perhaps he was... He was someone that, that channeled light language and there was deep persecution for this. Yeah, persecution. Um, I think persecution just over the board, like so many of us have had lives where we've been persecuted for not fitting in to the status quo. You know, we're not part of the team and we've been persecuted. Either the church has persecuted us or society has persecuted us or our family has ridiculed and persecuted. Yeah, so we come in holding that density and uh, it, it is a time now where all the past life persecution and drama and karma is coming together in this lifetime as we shift into a new era, now is the time to deal with it. No more like shoving it under the bed or under the carpet. Now we've got to look at it. And also what I want to say to you is because you're a, you know, galactic goddess, um, like many star seeds, light workers, light weavers, who volunteer to be here at this time to be a part of the cleaning team, the transition team, you've taken on a lot of density through your family lineage 
and you know society's density a lot of distortion in order to transmute and transform this is what a lot of sensitive empathic light workers forget you know from their soul's perspective they say yeah get me down there i'll be part of the cleaning team i'll hold all that stuff and i'll clean it up and then we come into these these families of violence and distortion and trauma and forget because we get caught up in the caught up in the drama what what would you like to say to those people that do feel a bit victimized by their circumstances it's really easy to just fall into that hole of, of victim and playing victim what i'd like to say to people like that is to keep inquiring keep asking questions Keep following the light, finding the light, finding the light within, connecting with the light within, connecting with the light without. Um, And just keep going. I I think especially if we've come to this earth plane and we're going through a whole lot of trauma, the trauma equals power. And so if we have the ability to to convert that, that, that sense of victim mentality into power, which is really what it represents, then we're going to be okay. But my, I think just keep going, keep putting one foot in front of the other and don't stop until you get to a place of peace because it's in the peace that you find real power of what's happened to you. That's a hard one because I almost didn't make it out of that, that black hole of victim mentality. I really didn't, and it, and it was only through continual asking and continual searching within, which even within itself can be really difficult when you're in the middle of that victim mentality. Um, it was only through that, that constant searching and knowing that there had to be something better and that I didn't want to live like this anymore, I didn't want to feel like this anymore. There has to be a better way. This can't be all there, that there is, and it's not. This is not all that we're here for. We're not just here for the trauma. We're here for the bliss and we're here for the love and the joy and the peace and the enjoyment and fun. We're here to have fun, you know. We forget as lightworkers, I think, when we're going through all this trauma that we're actually here to have fun. And so, you know, be mindful of that and look for the fun in everything. Continue to look for the light. Yeah, absolutely. Look for the light, look for the light. Also, you've worked a lot with children and now more than ever before, and there's many people have many reasons for it. There are so many kids on the spectrum, which, and you've worked with uh, many of them. Uh, there are people who are saying that, you know, vaccines are creating it or toxins in our water are creating it. They're seeing it as a bad thing. Some are seeing it as a, as a blessing. What is your view on the amount of children on the spectrum? Actually, you know, I was watching Elon Musk last night on TED. And uh, he openly admits that he's an Ashber, uh, he has Ashburgers, he's on the spectrum, and he's now considered the richest man in the world or the most influential man in the world, so go figure. But what's your perspective of kids on the spectrum? Oh, wow. Some of my experiences with these children are just (laughs) heart-blowing. You know, they just blow your heart wide open. (laughs) Um, They are a very, very... Uh, refined race race I say race because they're star children um, coming to earth in order to help us expand our consciousness and our understanding of many different things and so some of those things are around communication uh, around relationship 
uh, around systems and around education in particular, uh, around societal expectations. Uh, and if you are lucky enough to parent one of these children, <coughs> excuse me, or to have them in your life, and you can open yourself to the possibilities of other things that perhaps you're not aware of at this moment, you will find that they are a huge, beautiful gift. As far as the vaccine, something that popped up uh, while you were asking that before is that there are children that are coming in that are already predisposed to these tendencies. So two autistic tendencies or Asperger's or anxiety used to be on the spectrum that they've now removed it. Um, and autism, of course, is still there. Uh, and that something happens within the vaccine that sort of triggers it, that switches it on. Um, <clears throat> I had this come through years ago with one of my own children. Um, and I can tell you that he has been, in a lot of ways, my greatest growth when it comes to personal development and, and uh, understanding of what these children are here for. Um, Recently, well, not recently, probably for the last eight, eight years I've been working with a little one and I started working with him when he was two and uh, I just finished up just recently um, with that family. But I was lucky enough to spend eight years with this little one who has a range of different um, abilities and on our last day together, and this brought me to tears. It was just the most amazing, amazing experience. <clears throat> he is autistic. He has fragile X syndrome also, which is a uh, genetic, mm, they call it a malformation. I don't like this word. It's a genetic, it's a ge different genetic coding is the word I just got there. Um, and uh, we've been working together for eight years. And so I started off with him in a childcare centre. Um, and then ended up not long after that, that was just our very brief introduction, working for the family privately in their home. And so <clears throat> I would hear him talking. And as my awareness around light language and star clans and, you know, light codes and galactic consciousness grew, I started to recognise his babbling as light language. And it was very distinct and very recognisable. And so I would sit and I would listen to him and I would welcome the vibration of the light language into my energetic field. And on our last day together, and what turned out to be our last day together, I took him for a walk, we went to the park, and, of course, they love movement. And so he was on the swing and we were singing and talking and he was talking light language to me and I was talking light language to him. And on the way back, uh, we were walking and we were holding hands. And he's amazingly affectionate, which I just love. And he looked me dead in the eye when he started talking light language to me. And it, it came to me that this would be our last time together. And I said to him in English, I said to him, I think this is going to be our last time together. I don't think we're going to see each other anymore. And I wanted to say thank you. Thank you for being a huge part, not only of my heart awakening, but my energetic awakening and my connection to home, to my clan. And he looked at me again and there was a recognition within him also that, that this was going to be our last time. 
And so we continued on and I was talking to him about and, you know, just reminiscing about, do you remember when we did this and this is how I felt and I'm so grateful and thank you and do you remember when we did that, and, you know, and on and on the conversation went. So finally we got home and we were mucking around in the lounge room and we were laughing and cuddling and, you know, snuggling and kissing and all of those beautiful things. And he looked at me and I remember looking into his eyes and his eyes changed to universes. I could see the complete universe in his eyes. And I remember looking at him and, and for the first time really, really recognising him. And I, remember, and I said to him, hello, and I'm going to cry. I said to him, hello, and he said to me telepathically, he said to me, hello, and I said, oh, my gosh, I can see you. And he said, I see you too. And I said to him, thank you. Like instantly I was just filled with gratitude. And I said to him, thank you. Like thank you for everything. He said to me, thank goodness you're here. I've been waiting for you. And I said, I know, I was a little bit slow on the uptake. And we both laughed, you know, there was a bit of humour. He was like, oh, you're a little bit slow, you know. <laughs> and he went on to tell me that he's pure divine God consciousness in physical form, that he manifests anything and everything that he wants in any given moment. And I could see that. I could see exactly what it was that he was able to pull into his life. And he said to me, I've called you in and you called me in and we've been a beautiful team. And I said, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I cried and cried and cried. <laughs> and then we started playing again. And then the next day his mum sent me a message and said that uh, she wouldn't have me back due to those funny things called vaccines. Yeah, the jibber-jabber. Yeah. Yeah, because you, uh, yeah, anyway, we won't go into that. Um, yeah. yeah, so behind, yeah, behind the eyes of these incredible children are these master souls, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, if only we can look beyond the physical and into their soul, I think that that's the lesson they bring us, right? That's the, that's the lesson they bring us, to look beyond many people who are in bodies that are, that don't work. Uh, what was that scientist's name that died a couple of years ago that his body was ravaged with? Um, oh, Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Yeah. He was another example of just because the body doesn't work doesn't mean that the consciousness or the mind isn't uh, switched on, turned on, tapped in, tuned in, and able to, um, yeah, bring many, many gifts to this world. Right, and it's a real levelling because if we step out of, our, out of our own way, we can actually see that these children are not any less than us. These people that have these different abilities are not any less than us. They are actually, as you said, master souls that are here to teach us a whole range of things. And one of them is how to relate from the heart, purely from the heart rather than from the mind and getting into the, you know, what we see is all that there is and you're less than me or, you know, I'm here to teach you something. They're here to teach us and teach it they will, however it is that they need to, which is the beauty of it because they're here on a mission. They're absolutely here on a mission. And, you know, I think they're a lot, uh, well, I know they're a lot more capable and happier than we give them credit for. There's no need for pity for, the, for these children or for these people, none, none whatsoever. They're enjoying their experience just as they designed it. I've got a couple of messages here. So, um, somebody, now let me have a look on uh, the Awakening Empowerment Facebook page says, uh, oh, Dolly sends a heart. Bridget Gail Young says, well, that's really wonderful. Now somebody asks, oh, oh, Bridget, yeah, this is Bridget again. Are you doing readings, she asks. Yes, I do readings. I do healings. Um, I'm doing workshops. 
Uh, I do the whole range. I do psychic and medium readings. I also do dragon readings, <laughs> which is really a real delight. Um, all so sorts of readings, absolutely. And Karen, I think, will you put the, the link to the website up somewhere? Yeah, I've done that. I've done that in the chat on, um, on Facebook and YouTube. I've put the dharma.com.au website up. Uh, so, yeah, you are doing readings. So tell us what happens in a reading and how do dragons read you? <laughs> okay. So, well, first of all, what happens in a reading? I'll connect in with my team and uh, with myself because I have, and as all of us do, a very real and very strong connection to our inner knowing. Um, it's not my guides that I connect to that give me this information. It's myself and I stream that through my higher self that is then connected to my star team and then to uh, pure God consciousness. Um, and so I open up to myself, to my innate inner knowing, um, and I ask my team to come and join me. And that's my dragon team and also my staff team and also pure God consciousness. Uh, and then... Uh, Questions. Questions are always good. It's really important to be an active participant in your reading and to be as open as you possibly can because that helps the information to flow. Uh, it helps to, to keep the channel nice and wide and open. Um, and then, uh, of course, we deliver information according to the questions that come up and any other additional information that is needed for you to hear at that time. It's amazingly clear, very clear uh, information because I work with a very clear channel. And one of the things that I do that I would like to do, actually, uh, maybe a little bit later, Karen, is to call in the dragons. Um, you read my mind, darling. I was <laughs> just about to say that. I was just about to say, let's do some practical stuff, like let's bring through some dragon energy, dragon transmission and light codes. And Yeah. Uh, but let's just, uh, if anyone's got any questions, we haven't got too many questions yet. I told people I need to bully you into asking questions because yeah, everyone's so questions are good. But um, you've only been sharing your story for a little while. But what does dragon energy do for us humans? Why, what, what, you know, just explain the dragon energy a bit more. So dragon energy is amazingly powerful and very clear. It's almost like a laser that cuts, cuts through any sort of dross or confusion. Um, or any uh, misunderstanding, any distortion, especially distortion, and any sort of low-level, dense vibration that is hard to penetrate. Uh, you call in your dragons and bang, there will be uh, a penetration through that, that density. Um, and then depending on who you're working with, um, uh, you can then transmute and disperse that energy, disperse and transmute that energy. Um, and so the dragons are really here at this time it's in order to help us ascend. They're a, they're a great tool for ascension and they are a great lover of mankind uh, and a great support to the angelic realms of the work that we're here to do in ascending. Um, and so it's a very bold, very powerful, but very loving, almost regal and noble energy that you can work with that's very pure. There's no mucking around with dragon energy. You get in, you do your job, you get out. <laughs> it's like, bang, you come here and you do it, you know, and this is why it's so powerful and why um, I find it so powerful in doing trauma because I do trauma healing also uh, and uh, very, very powerful in, in transmuting energy. Um, how did the dragons introduce themselves to you? Like how did they, how did you know you were 
you were receiving dragon energy. Yeah, I didn't for a long time and it scared the bejesus out of me because I felt this <laughs> I felt this huge energy with me all the time and it, and it was a very distinct feminine energy because in particular my galactic dragon that I work most strongly with. There she is. There's <laughs> I'll get, in, I'll get into this. <laughs> I'll, I'll explain how she came about. Um, <clears throat> um, I've lost my train of thought now. Where were we up to? Oh, the question was I know. dragon energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when I started opening up deliberately, actually, I forgot to mention this, my mum passed very suddenly and that was when I had my first conscious awakening at 26 and everything blew open. Um, and around that time I started meditating. When I would meditate, I would see a certain vibration which came through in a colour and I would have this awareness of a very strong being being connected to this um, vibration or this colour. And the colour was indigo, very, very clearly indigo. And uh, I would ask, but I, I was really a little bit worried about what this this energy was because I didn't understand then how to use my discernment around what it was that I was seeing, hearing, feeling, knowing. Uh, and so, yeah, there was a little bit of fear. And probably over the next 20 years, <coughs> excuse me, over the next 20 years, this energy would come in close and then I would get scared and it would come back out. And then it would come in and I would get scared and it would come back out. And then probably five years ago, four or five years ago, I felt this really big, strong energy come in and it scared me. Like I was really scared. It came in very close and I could feel the power, excuse me. And at that time, I hadn't quite accepted my own power and just how empowered I am in my own life and my own development, my own connection. And the power that I felt, I actually mistook for dark energy. And so I remember like sort of, sitting with it and thinking, oh, this is big and strong. And if it's big and strong, it must be bad because I, I rejected my own power through, you know, different things that we've spoken through about today. Uh, and so I pushed it away. And then I got my little puppy and I remember standing there talking and I named her Indy. It came through very clearly that her name was Indy before I even got her. Her name was going to be Indy, Indigo. And... I remember standing and cooking. A lot happens for me while I'm cooking. A lot of information gets um, downloaded. And I heard this rich, velvety voice. And I remember thinking, oh, I love you. Like, I just so love you. And there was this deep, instant connection. And then I thought, where is it coming from? <laughs> and then it started talking to me again. And it was talking to me about, uh, you know, we're going to be okay and, and you know, all of these different things and just messages of love and acceptance and joy and fun and, you know, and just this rich, very rich, deep, velvety voice. And then so I looked at my puppy and I saw her change. I saw her transform almost from a little tiny puppy and I saw her claws change, changing into like dragon claws or talons and uh, seeing her body just grow and grow and expand and grow and grow and grow and grow into this massive big dragon uh, and so we've been working together ever since so I speak like language to her and when I speak like language to her she actually there's a different presence with her there's a very deep knowing um, we go into meditation together uh, and we fly and we hang out and we laugh and uh, it's quite funny because she's so small 
uh, Indy, this little Indy, my dog at the moment. He's so small and I'm the big one, but it's reversed absolutely in the dragon realm <laughs> and I'm tiny and she's very big. So I sit under her wing and she wraps herself around me. Um, <clears throat> and this is, uh, there's a, there's, it's, it's been made clear to me that there's a, there's a reversal of roles in some regard that I'm her protector in, and in the physical in this realm. Oh, beautiful. I can just see this huge dragon energy with this tiny chihuahua face on the <laughs> end. And I tell you, she's got that whole, you know, she doesn't care how little she is. <laughs> got this huge spirit in this little tiny body, but yeah. Um, Freya says here that she's um, she's so aligned that I'd be present on this call and, you know, her 15-year-old son, as we talked about, has autism and I appreciate your perspective, shifting from a victim mindset to embracing the lessons and blessings from these children. Mm. Do you have any darling one do you have any questions you don't have to come on camera you ha- i see you haven't got your camera turned on but freya do you have any questions yeah. Rachel. um um let me think what i have so many questions i don't know where to start really hi uh, freya hello nice to meet you rachel I'm, I'm really enjoying what you're saying and you know i i had a very traumatic childhood and my mother bipolar alcoholic my brothers bipolar lot and my father uh, I think had Asperger's so it's very much in our family genetically um and I've always been very cosmic and very out there and looking at the stars and remembering where where I came from but I have definitely been very stuck in the victim consciousness and I I still am so I really appreciate this call because I'm hoping that I will be triggered to to just I think there's just so much fear in me. There's so much fear to, yes. and that that thing of um, that past life thing of being persecuted, and also, uh, somebody was talking about this book, The Mother Wound, about how we as women, because our mothers mostly had really awful lives, we fear <laughs> rivaling them. We fear actually being happy and and stepping into our power because we don't want to betray the sisterhood or something yeah and I just feel there's something that's really keeping me stuck because I'm a singer and I and, and whenever I approach any sort of uh, success I'll just kind of fall back down and have a lot of drama around my son I'm homeschooling him at the moment which takes up a lot of time management. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so yeah how do you how do you break through that's what I don't know yeah it's a journey it's a journey darling but yeah go on Rach yeah look I I I really uh resonate with your comment about fear I was born into a family that was just run on fear yeah my mum bless her had such bad anxiety that she would physically vomit daily oh and yeah and she was constantly unwell and her whole family she's she has quite a big family and you know if I looked if I go through all of them so she's one of 15, 19 children, 15 children and then four stepchildren. And so there's 19 altogether. But of the 15 children that she's biologically related to, every one of them is built on fear. And so there becomes an energetic DNA component to it where our epigenetics are changed um, from the the vibrational essence of carrying this fear. Mm. My greatest tip I think that I can give you is to continue to work through the fear to Mm. continue to uh, connect to the light Mm. and 
and raise your vibration. Because yeah. the more that you're raising your vibration and the longer that you're staying in a higher frequency, the less room that fear has to sit. Yeah. Because yeah. two opposing energies cannot stay in the one place for a long time. They can stay yeah. there, but eventually um, one will rise or one will lower. Mm. So it's really up to you. It's your choice. You are empowered. You have the power in this to choose which one it is. Do you choose for the fear to dissipate and for you to sit in a higher vibration? Or do you choose for the, the higher vibration to dissipate and sit in the lower fear, fear vibration? I, I definitely would choose the, the higher vibration. What I want to know is that that thing of there's some survival thing where obviously my brain, and I think, you know, if I look at my ancestral line, if I look what they went through, I can kind of understand this thing of that you just kind of have to, that the fear helped the, yeah, staying in fear helps you to survive. It's that kind of negativity bias that, you know, we'll be ready for the tiger or the, you know, yeah. the attack or whatever. Yeah. Just stay yeah. small and stay, stay in, the, stay in the pain and then you'll be safe. It's, it's yes. stupid. <laughs> it's not stupid it's it's what we've been conditioned to do you know that persecution fear plays a huge role in that the persecution wound plays, plays a huge role in that too and mm. we're transmuting that and we're uh we're i can't think of the word but we're changing that for the collective we're healing that for the collective I so like while we're, i like that yeah while we're doing our work this is and this is part of the reason for us coming here and being in such coming into such dense dense vibration yeah is that while we're here and we're doing our work because of who we are and because of our uh, energetic blueprint that is unique to us, that we come through and nobody else has got the same energetic blueprint as we do, because of that and uh, because of the things that we bring in, we are able to transmute it for the collective. That's I love that because I, I can I'm much better at doing things for other people, so that would inspire me rather than just fixing myself. But that's lovely. But see, the work starts with us. This is where it really starts. This is where we affect the most change is through changing our own vibration. Yeah. Because as, as powerful energetic workers, as we all are, whoever's, you know, joining into this call clearly has some sort of calling, you know, as an energetic healer or worker or transmuter, that's our biggest power is to start with us because when we start with us, it radiates out. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen that thing on Facebook, there's a, and I'm not going to be able to describe this very well, I don't think, but there's a there's a poster going around Facebook and, and, you know, there's one person that's filled with light and then, you know, there's two people around him then that are affected by that. And then because of those two people around him that are affected by that light, there's four people around them that's affected by that light. Yeah. And it multiplies as it sort of yeah. radiates out. And so this is our greatest work. This is our greatest opportunity for healing other people is to heal ourselves. Yeah. yeah, that's where it starts is with ourselves because we are one. I, I can't tell you how many times for I've heard that sent that statement. I'm really good at helping other people, but I'm not so good at helping myself. And I've got yeah. to say, I've indulged in that so often. Well, I think it's a light worker predisposition, or yeah. you know, an and, yeah, and it's a and it's a lie because yeah. there is no other. If you read the conversation with God books, as I've done and had Neil on the show. Um, <laughs> You know, one of the one of the things throughout all the books is there's only one of us. There's only one of us. There's only one of us in the room. There's only one of us. 
we're all one. We're all one. There's only one. There's only one. It's like wow. just repeat. And so this is the concept that we forget because we come into this human experience and we experience separation. Mm. So when we say me, I'm me and you're you, we experience the separation. But yeah, when you work on yourself yeah. and you forgive and you let go and you feel joyous and you, yeah, you do that for the collective. You do that for your DNA lineage for sure. Yeah. It's and- not it's actually altruistic to work on yourself and right yeah right be selfish enough i had a client yesterday be selfish enough to um work on your emotional journey work on your joy journey because in Mm. that in doing that that impacts the rest of the world especially the people around you Mm. children family like when you're happy you give that happiness to others it's so yeah. true. I, I see with my son how much it affects him if I'm happy. It's right. transformative, yeah. And that's the thing with these children, right, Rachel? Like the kids on the spectrum, uh, they have this understanding that, that there is no separation. And so what you're feeling, they're feeling. Like there is an empathic connection that it's so intense, uh, so intense. Well, all children up until a point, but with the kids on the spectrum, they don't seem to like let go of that sort of empathic connection with their parents especially so when you're stressed they're stressed when you're joyous they're joyous yeah yeah, yeah. that thing we're talking about too like because I have mental illness in my family I think you know I've been quite psychic and stuff most of my life but I'm just terrified of it I, it's like I'm going to be burnt at the stake or something you know just yeah and or then I'm going to go mad and end up in a loony bin and that's that'll be the end of me I've you know, had the same thing, exactly the same thing. <laughs> I know, it's just I don't want to go too far. I, don't, I just want to stay safe and I want to stay small and, and try to fit in and it's just a disaster. It's just a waste of my life really to try and do Because you weren't, you weren't born to fit in. You weren't born to stay small. You were brought here at this specific time. Yes. You, you, you signed up at this specific time to do your work to yeah. bring your love, to bring your bigness, your glory, your shininess and make an impact. That's why you're here. Yeah. yeah. And wow. so it goes against and everything. I, and I know for Ash, as I say, she lives up the road for me and, oh, my God, your voice, darling, when you sing, I'm in raptures. Honestly, you, there is a quality in your voice that I've never heard in anyone else before. Oh, like you when so you much. open your mouth, honey, and start singing, it just like it puts <laughs> me straight into that heart. Oh. And then I'm just like basking in raptures. Oh, you're so beautiful. But Thank there's, a, you. there's Thank another you. question here from a Facebook user. I'm not sure who it is. And Can so I just, just finish off just one thing? Freya, yes. I'd also recommend going and doing, and I do this too, going and doing some work with someone that can go back to through your lineage and heal from that point. Yes. So heal from the point where the, the mental illness started, started originally. Where do you live? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do these online. So, yes, I can help you with that. Absolutely. Um, yes. Uh, this is important. There's great healing that can be done back through the lineage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I've got to do it. I, I don't know if you saw that movie, The Horse Boy. Did you see that documentary where the man takes his autistic son to Mongolia to the shamans? Oh. Check it out. <laughs> I'll have a horse boy. Is, yeah. that, is that on a streaming platform or is it? I don't- Oh, I saw it on a DVD, but yeah. Yeah, lovely. The horse yeah. boy. Oh, Thank beautiful. you so much, Rachel. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks, Thank darling you. one. So this Facebook user says, how do I know what trauma to let go of if it's past life or this one so I can move on with my ascension? I am a blue ray starseed, he, she says. 
Beautiful. Um, I would say that whatever is arising at the time is arising for clearance. It's arising for clearing. Um, and all of our uh, trauma affects us and it's coming up especially in this lifetime so that we can clear it. So if it's coming up, regardless of whether it's coming up from a, from a past life or from this life, it's coming up for clearing. And so what I'm... There's, it's less about the mental thought around should I clear this and should I clear that or release this or whatever and more about jumping into the heart and feeling through the heart what it is that's wanting to be released and cleared. And it will come up as it's needed and you'll never get more, even though it feels like we could, you know, just spontaneously combust with all this trauma that's coming up and, and wanting to be witnessed and released. You'll never get more than what you can, you can handle. And when there's a whole lot of trauma coming up at once to be cleared, you are amazingly stretched in ways that you didn't believe you could handle. And this all comes together to form the greater, hugest expansion of yourself um, in this lifetime. Does that did that answer the question? Did I get that? Did I understand that question right, Karen? Yeah, absolutely, Dane. Absolutely. Yeah, whatever you're experiencing in the moment, it doesn't really matter where it comes from. It could come from this life, past life. You could be holding it on your lineage, on your DNA. Yeah. Uh, but if it's if it's in your face, if you're feeling bad and it's in your face, and and um, and you and you journey with it, like rather than as I say, sweeping it under the carpet. If you look at it and say, "Why do I feel like this? What am I believing to be true?" and then transmute those beliefs and return to God consciousness or return to love. Yeah, you're dealing with it, whether it comes from, right. you know, the future, the past, it's not even yours, whether it's your father's drama or your mother's drama. Uh, Kristen, do you want to come on camera, honey one? Where are you? Want to come on? I'm going to spotlight you. There we go. You can do it. That's there fine. There we go. <laughs> Hi, beautiful. Hi, Hello, beautiful ones. Hi, Rachel. Good to see you too. Um, you know, I really loved um, when you... Uh, jumped right in and we're describing how when you give readings to clients that you connect directly to your higher self rather than a team but I'm curious to know um, how you arrived at that or if you've always been that way or why and also I've had many readings by uh, many people I have a lot of really gifted friends and um, I wonder if that's unusual to just only connect with your higher self when you do readings so Okay, so I don't find it unusual. I find it uh, the way of an empowered person who understands who they are. And it wasn't always like this. <laughs> I absolutely gave my power away to, you know, uh, my guides giving me the information um, or only, you know, going through a certain, uh, like, practice, like I had to do this step and then that step and then that step and then that step um, until I was at the stage where I was able to, you know, bring through information. It was a process of observation in that sometimes I wouldn't connect with my team and I would get crystal clear information. Sometimes I wouldn't um, practically connect with my team and I was still able to give someone a reading that was like really spot on. And, you know, the thinking mind started working and then my heart dropped in with a knowing that when we connect to our higher selves and when we join with one, you know, being the, the, the prime creator consciousness, as in we're all one, we understand that our guides are just an aspect of ourselves. Okay. I know it's mind-blowing, isn't it? 
<laughs> but it's not too mind-blowing. It, it, it actually no. makes sense. There's some truth in that, right? There's a yeah. heartfelt truth in that because right. we come to understand that if we're all one, our guides are not outside of ourselves. They're within ourselves. They're not someone else that we connect to. They are part of ourselves. So if they are part of us and we are part of them, then we are always connected to our divine inner knowing. Wow. Beautiful explanation. I like that. Oh, thanks. Yep. I wasn't sure I'd be able to explain that properly. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to work on that myself or maybe have you guide me how to do that. So Great. I'd love to. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a... Uh, expansive liberating way to work because and there's such deep groundedness in that grounding in that because you realize that you have everything that you need you don't need to reach out to anyone else in order to get it you may employ someone like me or Karen or our beautiful you know healers and things or that Kristen. we know <laughs> or Kristen <laughs> um, oh. to show you the way when you're in a place where you, you don't have that knowledge or that awareness but ultimately we have everything that we need within ourselves because of our direct uh, connection to the divine. Yes. And that includes our higher self. And yes. so, yeah. And then when you actually drop into working with your higher self, there's a whole new power that that brings about and clarity. Yes. Thank you for going in depth on that because that really resonated with me when you spoke of that a few minutes ago. So thank you. I You're welcome. That. You're so welcome. <laughs> yeah. You know, that is that is what we're all doing here as light weavers, light starseeds, uh, volunteers. Um, there's so many names for us. What's the name that in the law of one? Anyway, there's so many names for us. Is we're healing the illusion of separation. And we do it. I do it all the time too. Even though you know this stuff, we do it in everything. When we see something we don't like, we immediately separate ourselves from it by judging it and judging the person the rapist, the murderer, the terrible person. Um, or when we see something that we revere, we immediately separate ourselves from it by judging it as better than, or I can't do that, or you can do that and I can't do that. Like our thoughts are just wrapped up in separation all the time. Like almost every thought is a thought of separation. And this is the job of the ego that gives us the illusion of separation. So yeah, our guides are us. And that's what my mob has said to me too. That's why I call them the mob, you know, like the mob of my higher self. Like, it, it, yeah, we're, we're one in every aspect. If I'm one with you, I'm one with the guides. I'm one with the dragons. I'm one with the angels. I'm one with the fairies. I'm one with the earth. I'm one with the children. There is no separation. And when we get lost in this world, it's because we've believed the illusion that we're separate from it. So separate from what you want or separate from what you hate. Yeah, so in every aspect of our life, we have to remember the oneness, come back to the oneness. How is the murderer like me? Have I ever felt like murdering somebody? Oh, yeah, probably. You know, so in that, I'm one. You know, how is the guru like me? Have I ever channeled exalted wisdom? Yeah, absolutely. So we are one. Yeah, we're one and similar. Thanks, honey. I'll unspotlight you now so that you don't have to stay on camera. Diane, Ms. Diane, there's two Dianes online. Do you want to come on camera? You have to unmute yourself. Okay. <laughs> Is this the right Diane? <laughs> well, you're the one that asked the question. Yeah, you've got oh, a question right. here for Rachel. Yes. Um, I, you know, had 
MS in 2002 and have been doing really well. And then I was overworking, teaching art to children, which I love and I'm good at. I have a reputation for being good at. And then my body just took over and I could not, I had to stop working until a couple of weeks later, I was able to go back to school, but I had to take physical, physical therapy twice a week. And I've been still in therapy since just to be able to keep my job, keep my body moving since December. And I'm almost finished with that course of therapy and I'm still having this hip flexor muscle pain and I'm faced with what I'm going to do in the summer because I don't want to get hurt. And so, and then when do I go back to school in the fall? Cause I don't have a backup plan, <laughs> but I know what I'm good at. It's just this physical body is like saying, ouch, you know, like you have to exercise and slow down and and yet I'm radiating a lot more now as I'm continuing to grow. So it's an odd thing. It's like my, as my body is hurting, I'm having more people think I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's a contrast. It's like, and I can't say I'm doing a not great because the teacher I'm working with had emergency surgery and she's been away for a month and a half. So all of us are taking on her burden too. And she, she's coming back on Monday and we just, and things have changed a lot since she left. A lot of good things have happened, bringing more art into the classroom. My boss is working there and he's noticing the proof. So I don't know what my question is at this point. I'm just sort of like wondering where I'm going to go from here. You know, I meditate regularly and I, I take care of my health. I'm happy for the most part, but just, except for my mobility, I feel like I don't want to look like my father who had, arthritis and is hobbling around with a cane in older age you know <laughs> okay yeah so that's a lot <laughs> it is a lot is there a question in there for you that you just to narrow it down um, the question there well i i you know i enjoy working but i'm worried about my mobility and if i should be doing something different or if i'm doing the wrong thing or the right I, i'm unclear as to about how i'm going to move forward happily and, and can i heal myself is I guess what I want to know so I can continue to do whatever I want to do yeah there's lots of things coming through on that one of the things that's jumping out is that um a lot of star seeds have issues with physicality so we have issues with health we have issue, issues with well, not issues so let's just say challenges with inhibiting mm -hmm. the the physical body in the earthly realm um and from some of the downloads that I've been getting, it has a lot to do, and I'm still working through this. I'm by no means an expert on this. I'm very, I'm just starting to understand it. Um, but it has a lot to do with where we're from and the things that have happened uh, off the earthly plane. So when I say where we're from, as in our stars system mm -hmm. and galaxies and, you know, and all of that sort of stuff. And so there are certain groups of beings, star beings, that will come down as star seeds, come down as star seeds to Earth. And because of their... Um, experiences off planet will bring with them certain ailments. Um, you know, MS is one of them. Um, immune, autoimmune uh, issues. You know, these sort of things play roles. I have some autoimmune issues um, and uh, mobility. What I'm hearing for you though is stop. Just take a breath. Just stop. Know that you're taken care of. Know that you're guided. Know that you're connected at all times and that you have the answers this is the thing i can feel a little bit of fear around the root chakra um and around sort of you know survival like am i going to be okay is there going to be yes 
Yeah, I've so- always worked. I've always worked my whole life. I've rarely huh. not worked except one one year when my daughter was born. I had an inheritance and I didn't have to work that year. But I'm 70 now. <laughs> so, wow, you look great for I 70, Miss Diane. I, I want to be, you know, uh, safe with the children. I don't want to not be able to take care of them in that job. Um, and yet, I, I, feel as though, I feel as though there's a different avenue coming for you. That's, That's what, what it I'm feels thinking. like. It feels like, you know, when our body won't go anymore, that's a big stop sign. That's a big, yes. you know, that's the biggest stop sign you can get because I've got uh, <laughs> issues with my hips and some days I can't walk. So do you know what? Some days I just don't walk. Right. And when I don't walk on those days, I have massive downloads and I have a lot of clarity. And so it's just mm-hmm. perfect. You're just in the perfect place for ex- and you're exactly where you need to be for where you for what you need to do and learn right now. And that so sounds this is, right. If this is happening for you, find some peace around it. Find some joy in it. Have some some playful curiosity around what it is that's happening. Wow, why is this happening? How can not why is this happening to me? Why is this mm-hmm. happening for me? How oh. is this for me? Mm-hmm. And reframe it because everything that's happening is not happening to us. It's happening for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sounds good. You know, we forget as physical beings that we're not our physical body. We are the consciousness inhabiting the physical body. And when the physical body goes wrong, we get so connected to it being a representation of who we are. But I was having a conversation with Michael Tamora, uh, who's, who's our next speaker for the Inner Sanctum, um, who's, been, who's died five times and had all manner of, of illnesses, honestly, gout, like he had gout and every, he's been sick a lot and he's a spiritual master. So we think, mm-hmm. how can a spiritual master be sick all the time? Heart attacks and everything. <laughs> <laughs> but he explains why this is happening to him to deepen his spiritual journey um, and to have him see what else he needs to learn. Like as Rachel just said so beautifully, it's all happening for us, not to us. Like Rachel and I were complaining about our hair falling out. <laughs> and um, I've been looking at from a from a physical perspective, what minerals do I need? Uh, do I need to change my diet? What do I need to do? And then I was chatting with a girlfriend on the phone yesterday about it who is always full of advice. And she hit it, you know, she's so tapped in sometimes. She said, oh, this is a message for you to not to be so damn independent that you always think you can fix yourself to actually reach out for some help. Mm. and um and it just you know she said oh i'm getting shakti on that you know what shakti means like goosebumps <laughs> like goosebumps when you sort of tap into guidance and you get confirmation you get those goosebumps <laughs> and i'm going yeah it's so true because you know because we're connected to source we think we can just connect to source and say okay fix me heal me i'll meditate i'll fix it but we are living in a world where we're all you know it is nice to actually reach out to another to have that human connection and to ask for help and so the, often there are ailments that are happening, not to torture us, not to torture us, but to, to teach us. And yeah, yeah. So um, you can ask the question. Might be My Diane. daughter just came in. <laughs> well, it might be Diane that you're working too hard. You need, just need to take a break and look after yourself and oh, slow yes. down. Your body's saying, slow down. It's okay. Yes. You don't have to work so hard. You can relax yep. and enjoy yourself, give yourself massage, meditate more, go on slow walks. You know, you don't have yep. to be on that physical treadmill all the time. Yeah. yeah. The body has I can many. see that it's time. <laughs> yeah. the body has I'm looking many. forward to the last day of school because I don't have any plans for the summer yet. 
<laughs> oh, you've been 17. You've been working and you're a teacher. I know the other Diane's a teacher as well. You two are two peas in a pod, you two Diane's. Uh, <laughs> Dolly had some, uh, she said, inflammatory response, go on an anti-inflammatory diet, yeah. And she mm. also said here, swim very distressing therapy. I don't know what that means. But anyway, thanks, Dolly. Um, thanks, Diane. The anti-inflammatory thanks, diet yeah. is really important for anybody that's got hip, hip issues or joint issues. Super important. Mm-hmm. I found that. So I've cleaned up my diet completely and it's helped mm-hmm. a great deal. So that's that's a great tip. Good. That's yeah, good. definitely. Less sugar, right? Less yes. sugar, less sugar. sugar. When we look mm-hmm. at sugar, when I look at sugar in the, um, in the energetic field, there's a distortion that happens in the energy. So it's almost like a shock vibration that gets sent out, that's emitted out through the um, energetic field when we consume sugar. And so there's a distortion that's happening. So we're not actually able to be in our highest expression of self and receive clear, crystal clear, pure channeled information effectively if we're eating sugar. So even though we may have that um, clarity, you can obtain even more by removing sugar from your diet. Mm-hmm. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, sugar, sugar and wheat product, yeah, things that yeah. turn mm-hmm. into sugar like carbohydrates, um, you have to remove them completely, just lessen them because the Western mm-hmm. diet is such a carbohydrate diet. Yeah. Um, and so many people in the Western world suffer from, you know, arthritis and, you know, and joint problems. Because when you look at Asian diets and um, other diets from other countries, we don't have as much carbohydrate. You go to a cafe in the Western world, everything in the cafe is like gluten. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, it's, it's a carbohydrate. Like everything you buy except for the little bit of salad on the side over there is, is carbohydrate. Mm-hmm. Our diet is, yeah, is, is so piled on with things that turn into sugar instantly in the body. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice though, but, you know, we need, it's out of balance. Any mm-hmm. other questions? Thanks, Diane. Good to Thank see you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you. <laughs> Any other questions? You're all very quiet. I have to bully you into asking questions. <laughs> Ask questions. <laughs> what about you, Paul? <laughs> Any questions? Do you want to come on camera? Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, so uh, I've, this has been amazing. I, so much wisdom here and I've learned uh, so much here and resonated with so much. Um, I just wanted to maybe ask about Dhamma and if you could say maybe a little bit more about um, what kind of experience uh, the students might have in Dhamma and ha- sort of your outlook. I'm, I'm also a teacher, so um, you know, <laughs> lots of teachers here. <laughs> um, so would just love to hear your, uh, your thoughts on education and how, how Dhamma works. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to speak about this. This is one of my greatest loves and greatest passions. Growing up with the trauma that I did and feeling so out of place, I just felt like I didn't fit in and I didn't feel as though I had a place to go. I was really different. I could see energy. I could see light beams. I could see light and dark energies. I was very aware of them at a very early age, but knew, and I think it was probably through this experience of you know, that happened with my dad early on that I wasn't to talk about stuff like this. And so it was really shoved down, but there was a great feeling of separation as in I'm not like anyone else and I'm all on my own. And I didn't really have anybody to 
talk to about the things that I was experiencing as a child, the things that I was seeing. And some of it was quite scary, you know, because even children see the dark energies. Uh, and if they don't have anywhere to go or anybody to talk to about it, it can be distorted. The information can come through, you know, and be distorted as it's relayed to the, to the mental mind um, and a lot of fear placed around it. And so as I started working more and more with children, and I've been doing that now since I was 17, I'm 47 now, so 30 years, um, it became obvious to me that I was working more and more with children who were star, star beings and light workers. And that they, through our conversations, were uh, encountering and, and experiencing some of the same things that I did. And so uh, it really became a passion of mine to provide somewhere for star beings of all descriptions, whether they're children or adults, to have somewhere safe that they can go with somebody like me who understands what it is to some extent. I wouldn't know all of their experiences, but have the same sort of flavour of understanding around what it is that they're experiencing and have someone to be able to bounce that off and go, hey, I'm like you, I can do this too, and, you know, find a real unity and solidarity uh, and a place of belonging. And so as it became more apparent to me that I am a spiritual teacher and an energetic worker and, and light worker and energetic teacher, I really wanted to provide that space. And so Dharma, Divine Awakenings Academy of Mystic Arts, was created. This was a whole lot of information that was downloaded from my team. So I know that I'm on mission, I'm on purpose um, in creating a now physical space because I'm looking for uh, investors that I can create the physical space and actually have a school that the children will come to. Uh, and in this school, we'll be learning about maths and we'll be learning about English and we'll be learning about energy and we'll be learning about manifesting and the physical body and the mental body and the astral body and all of these different things that all come together. We'll be learning about uh, astral projection. We'll be learning about telepathy. Um, we'll be learning about levitation um, and all of these beautiful gifts that these children, these new ways of children and previous um, that have come through, that uh, these, these people that are bringing these gifts through, um, they'll have a place to go. And so that's how Dharma was created. The way that I suppose I reach more children rather than through the traditional way through Dharma is through mini meditation. So I actually have a four-week program uh, for five to 12-year-olds uh, that enables children in their uh, in a holistic approach to their mental, spiritual, emotional, and physical well-being, um, and then that leads on. So that's called Carefree Kids, and that's working with a beautiful dragon called Misty the Dragon, and uh, then that leads into or feeds into um, a weekly group called Carefree Kids Club, where these children can come and they can start to practice their magic, because we're all bringing children in or have brought within the last, you know, I'm hearing 10 years or so, um, that have the abilities to uh, unleash <laughs> um, unencumbered, unencumbered energy around um, this magic. And we all have it. We all have it. We're in varying stages of it. Uh, but these children especially are bringing through gifts that we haven't, not gifts, abilities that we haven't seen before. Um, in order to help with Earth's ascension. 
And so uh, that's what Dharma really is. So uh, I am in the process of creating adults' programs um, for Dharma um, and uh, the children's stuff at the moment is running through mini meditation. Um, and so you can, if you go onto the website, you'll onto um, www.dharma.com.au and Dharma is spelled D-A-A-M-A. Uh, you can then go into a page where um, there's information for mini meditation and the programs available there. And so this is where it starts is by, you know, getting these children involved um, in normalising this stuff, you know, knowing that they're not crazy, they're not so different because we there's so many children that are coming through now with even heightened, more heightened levels of magic that they're bringing through um, and abilities. Uh, and so, yeah, that's where I've started it on the ground is with mini meditation. Um, and then, of course, you know, bringing children uh, and other people in through Dharma also. So I'm creating programs at the moment. Um, I've just done a light language workshop actually on Friday night, which was huge and so amazing. Uh, I did a seven-day chakra balancing challenge because we need to keep working on ourselves <clears throat> to raise our vibration. And a great way to do that is to uh, transmute any lower energies or dense energies that we're holding within our energy centres. Um, and, of course, you know, I'm a meditation teacher, so I'm running meditation classes also. So there's constant development happening um, and expanding. Um, and so I am on the lookout for uh, serious investors who would like to invest um, in a property uh, where the where Dharma will will run or uh, operate on the ground. Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah. It's happening. It's already happened. Did that answer the question, Paul? Yeah, yeah, that's it's beautiful. And um, I, I wish I could have, you know, <laughs> taken those classes, you know, when I when I was younger. Um, now, I guess I'm taking them now, but um, <laughs> I did have a follow up question. I I think you mentioned last time on the last show that you were on with Karen, uh, you mentioned that you uh, did a sort of class with the, with the Arcturian. And it, is that what you mean when you say um, you uh, sort of learned how the, how Dhamma would kind of unfold? Was it from that session or was it something different? Uh, does Can that, you just give you know me some clarity about? around? No, I'm not quite sure what you mean by the class with the Arcturians. Oh, do you mean when I was doing some work with the Arcturians? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I was. Is that related to Dharma? Yes, very much. Um, and so oh. I was introduced to a group of people who um, were trying to establish a community. <clears throat> and I became part of that community. Unfortunately, ego got in the way, and there was a lot of infighting. Um, and a great deal of jealousy, um, and I ended up leaving. They were happy for me to leave, and I was happy to leave. It was a combined decision. Um, not long after that, through I, so while I was working with them, I was I was the seer. So I was the seer, uh, and I was doing a lot of channeling with one other person um, with the Arcturians. And we would go to Arcturian school where they would take us to this place. Um, and we would have lessons around energy. And this is where the information came through, Karen, about the hair and, and the, uh, the antennas for the hair and, and you know, being receptors. Um, and so, and then my connection uh, definitely strengthened and refined with them. And then uh, more and more information dropped in around Dharma and how, what it would look like, how it would run. 
Um, and so there was a great deal. And I still do work with them. When I'm doing readings, the Arcturians come in very closely. Whenever I'm doing any workshops, like the one that I did on Friday night or the Chakra Balancing Challenges, they're there with me and they're guiding me. They're great teachers. They're great wisdom sharers and they are great lovers of humans and humanity. And the reason that we're here, we're all working together for the same cause, if you will, on the same mission, um, and that's ascension. Uh, and so they are a great, great support uh, in our work here. And they come through really strongly. <coughs> they're here now. Uh, they're with me all the time when I'm doing all my work. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, that throat chakra. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> this is, this is, it's really playing out like it's really strong today and it's, it's, it's clearing the persecution wound because I'm talking in front of everybody. It happens to me. You know, like I mute myself when I go, so you don't know I'm doing it, but I'm doing it the whole time too, like getting that. <laughs> I know you put yourself out there in the public eye, you're talking your truth and the old core, um, you know, persecution wounds come up and they hit you in the throat. I see it with a lot of people actually clearing their throat. Uh, uh, Chelsea, what does Chelsea say here? Mm. I can't come on video. I'm at work currently. But, Rachel, could you talk about connecting with dragons and tips around that? Yeah, I want to do some work with Rachel. I want to, um... Paul, did you have any more questions, honey one? No, thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you. Paul. Thanks so much for allowing me to talk about that. It's my great passion. <laughs> One of them. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get it up and running. Don't you worry. Yeah, let's do some practical stuff about um, how to connect with maybe dragon energies, Arcturians, light codes. I'll just hand it over to you, let you go for it. Sure. So what I would like to do, and I do this with all my work, every morning actually when I'm doing my morning practices, um, I spend probably 45 minutes in my morning practices and in that time I call in my dragons, I connect to the four elements, I call in the seven directions. I do uh, north, south, north, east, west, south, north, north, east, south, west, um, and above, below, and in between. Uh, and so, and that creates a beautiful circle. Part of that is calling in the dragons. And so they work with me very closely. If you're wanting to, and we will do that in a minute, actually, we'll do that as part of it. So I was going to say, uh, if you're wanting to find out, and I do believe that each of us has a personal dragon. <coughs> excuse me, uh, and uh, that we will work with um, in each incarnation. And so I know that my dog now, Indy, is actually my personal dragon, Celestia, and that Celestia and I work in each and every lifetime together as, as, as a personal team. Um, and when I pass from this uh, realm into another one, she'll come with me there and then so on and so forth. If you're wanting to get to know your personal dragon, call them in. Say, you know, sit in that awareness and that knowing that you have a deep connection with dragon energy uh, and that there is a dragon there for you who is just so excited uh, to connect with you. They're very joyful and very playful, uh, but when they're, you know, when they're in their business and doing, when, when they're at the business end, they're very serious, you know. Um, and then come out of the business stuff and very playful. And it's about joy and having fun and feeling pleasure and, you know, really enjoying your experience. So I can feel them coming in close at the moment, actually. Uh, and so we might, what I'll do is we'll call in the dragons. We'll connect to the, the seven directions. We'll call in the dragons. 
And just, I just want to remind people it's just coming to me. I don't mean to rain on your parade. Uh, that we've spoken about this with you before too and other people who speak about dragon energy, that they work with the elements. So when you yeah. think about dragons, they breathe fire, they fly in the air, they are connected to the water, they can live under, they're connected to the earth because they mm -hmm. live in caves. So, yeah, they kind of they represent all the elements. So, yeah, anyway, just thought. Right, and as a dragon master, part of your mission as a dragon master is to balance the elements. Uh, and so if you're calling in the elements every day and finding other ways to balance the elements, and I'm actually, um, I have a series of light codes that I'm laying at the moment and I can, hmm, maybe we can pull that up. Karen, and am I able to share my screen? Yeah, <laughs> go for it. You should be able to. Just hit share. This light code here is the dragon light code. Nice. Beautiful. Wow. Um, and this is a part of a series of four working with the elements. So this is the element of fire uh, and there's water, air and earth. So these are available for <clears throat> purchase. I'm almost finished with the series. Uh, and so these are available for purchase. And this is uh, will enable us to work more closely with the elements and to balance the elements within the energetic bodies. Uh, and so when we're working with light codes, uh, light codes are really a combination of dots and lines uh, that are delivered in a way or grouped together in a way that brings about a certain frequency. So while I'm channeling these light codes, while I'm bringing them through and laying them, um, my mental mind is removed somewhat uh, and I'm allowing the energy to channel in and through me and out me, out through my hand while I'm laying them. So these dots and lines, even though they may look inconsequential, actually hold great power in that uh, there is energy uh, or frequency that's held within the placement of these and, and within the laying of these, that when we interact with them, when we allow them to enter into our physical, our energetic field, our subtle bodies, um, actually creates change on a cellular level. Uh, and so, of course, fire is about transmutation uh, and um, burning away dense energy. So this is a great one to start with. Anybody that's had trauma will be holding on to dense energy. So this one is amazingly powerful to work with. So this is available to everybody um, as um, part of the series that, you know, is, is a complementary one. Um, and then if you want the whole series, then you pay for the whole series. But this one on its own is actually really very, very powerful. And so <clears throat> what we'll do is I'll invite you now to close your eyes over gently. And just sit back and just relax. And start to take some deep belly breaths in through the nose. And follow that breath right down into the pit of your tummy. And on the next in-breath now, I invite you to raise your tongue to the roof of your mouth and draw that air in through your nose. And as we breathe at a pace that is comfortable for you, breathing deeply and fully, we follow that air as it travels down our throats, fills our shoulders, fills our arms, fills our elbows, 
forearms, hands. And on the next breath, continues to, to fill our torso, our lungs, and travels down into the pit of our belly into a beautiful red balloon. And with each in-breath, that balloon expands and expands in all directions. Fills out to the front and to the back and to the sides and completely fills your belly. The shoulders remain in place and are not moving. And your tummy, your belly, is rising and falling with the inhalation and the releasing of the breath. And as we continue to breathe in that way, filling this beautiful balloon, I invite you to drop your tongue on the exhale and breathe out through the mouth. And breathing in through the nose, raise your tongue to the roof of your mouth, draw that air down into the belly, expand it in all directions. And exhale, drop the tongue and release the air out through the mouth. We're going to call in our dragons and this beautiful dragon energy and create a pure circle and portal of connection. So continuing to concentrate on the breath. To the dragons of the east, air dragons, come to us from the land of the rising sun. Help us to rise above earthly matters. Keep us under your wing and show us the mountains we only dare to dream of and how to soar above its heights. Lend us your eyes. Give us a higher perspective and share with us inspiration and hope. Show us the way of clear, honest and respectful communication. Teach us how to be one with source energy, how to fly gracefully wing to wing with the great Sophia, the great spirit. We thank you. And there's some light language that's wanting to come through as we go through each element in each direction. As you hear the light language, just allow it to cascade softly over your energetic field. Try not to think into it, but rather to feel into it. Invite it in through the heart, through the breath. De oi oyalik eon kuchundu umbu oyakun or ay at at ashundorik. To the dragons of the south, earth dragons, great serpent, wrap your coils of light around us. Teach us to shed the past the way you shed your skin. Show us how to connect with earth, how to ground our being, our work, our mission into this physical life and be one with abundance and prosperity. Clear the path ahead for us. Clear the land, clear the land, clear the ley lines and clear the blockages. Show us to walk the beauty way, to walk softly on the earth with our bellies towards Mother Earth so we can hear her heartbeat and hear her calling. We thank you. To the dragons of the West, water dragons, show us the way of love and peace and to live impeccably with truth and integrity from our heart space. Teach us how to open to the energy of giving and receiving. 
open and clear our creative center, birthing and bringing to life our divine creations. Show us how to flow easily around objects and challenges and to move forward with grace and tranquility. Show us how to connect to flow with ease and grace and to maintain constant movement of Christ light within ourselves and in the waters of our planet. Clear our channel to our psychic abilities and intuitions so that we may have clear connection and communication with source and with our higher selves. Show us how to have right relations with ourselves, with the planet, with our community, with all sentient beings, with all living beings. We thank you. To the dragons of the north, fire dragons, lend us your endurance so we may continue on our journey. Teach us how to be still mid-flight amongst all the chaos and guide us to drink from the sweet nectars of life. Clear and burn all lower dense energies and transmute them to higher frequencies, frequencies of determination and inspiration, power, trust, direction, love, joy and hope. Grandmothers and grandfathers, come and warm your hands by our fire. Whisper words of wisdom to us in the winds. We honour you, those who have come before us. Thank you for all your wisdom shared and all your experiences. We honour you, those who have come after us, our children, their children, and their children's children. We thank you. Mother Earth, Great Mother, Pachimama, Mother Gaia, we thank you for your bountiful beauty, nurturance and sustenance. We thank you for being the external reflection to our internal worlds. We gather here today for the healing and celebration of all your children, the stone people, the plant people, the four-legged, the two-legged, the creepy crawlers, the fin, the furred, the feathered and the wind, all our relations. We thank you. Father Sky, Indy Sun, Grandmother Moon and Star Nation Beams, Great Spirit, the Great Sophia, you who are known by a thousand names, you who are the unnameable one, we thank you. We thank you for gathering us here today in this time-space reality. We thank you for guiding us by your light to live another day, to dance another dance, to sing the soul song on the earth, guiding us by your light, illuminating our path forward. We thank you. The great in-between. I place my hand on my heart and feel my heartbeat beating as one with Mother Earth. I give thanks for the I am presence. I give thanks for being the temple of light, the source of light, from within, extending to without. We thank you. <laughs> 
The Algerians are here, <laughs> joining us. I've just offered them great thanks for joining us in our journey. The light language will help to uh, disperse energy. Uh, and also, you know, there's, there's different purposes for it. It can break up trauma energy. It can create a gratitude wave, uh, a huge bursting of love and light, many, many different things. So as we uh, call in our dragons now, I'll be delivering some light language uh, where it's needed to affect the energy uh, of our circle that we've created. And so as we draw our attention to our feet now, we find ourselves standing on a path. What sort of, of path are you standing on? What can you feel, hear, see, see or recognise underfoot? The sun is shining. The birds are singing. There is a gentle wind blowing. You can feel the warmth of the sun on your skin. And as you start your journey walking along the path, what is it that you can hear? Perhaps you're seeing something, noticing something in the field. There are colourful blooms flowering nearby. And ahead of you, you see a beautiful crystal clear lake. Trees adorn the sides, the edges of the lake, as do beautiful plants and greenery. And on the other side of this lake is a huge boulder. This is red rock, the place where you can come and connect with your star beams and with your dragons. And as you place your hand on red rock, you are taken by its warmth, by its love, as it cradles you and holds you and holds you safely. And you start your journey climbing safely atop red rock. <laughs> And as you stand to your feet now and raise your arms up to the sun, we see beautiful, pure, light-filled, high-frequency light codes being delivered through the sun rays. And we invite those light codes in now through our crown chakra. You can breathe them in 
You can pull them in. You can direct them with your energy or just merely by your intent. And we open to these light codes and allow them to sift through our energetic subtle bodies. And as we feel the energy building and building and building, we call now on our dragons, dragons, we command you to come to us now, fly towards us and land in front of us on Red Rock. We are humble servants in our mission and we thank you. Thank you for your presence, for your support, for your direction, for your clarity, for your power, for your love, for your knowledge, for your wisdom, for your teaching. Call in your dragons now and have them land in front of you. You may have one, you may have many. Hear them, see them circling. Feel their energy as they land gently before you. Or oyushin tokorui akadashin dekita moe kai oe oe kai o toi o shatar te oi o mburi ao kai shindar o katai te o moe ao kai shandar. Just allowing that light language and those light codes to float around and land within your energetic field. See, hear, feel, or recognize your dragon before you. You have a question for it. What is it that you would like to ask it? It can be anything. Hand your query over to your dragon. And you can hear, see, feel or recognise the response, the wisdom that your dragon has to share with you now.
We know that we can come back here at any time. This is your very own personal oasis, a place of connection, a place of grounding, a place of love, wisdom, knowledge, safety. And as we thank our dragon now, and the deep connection now formed with our dragon, knowing we can come back here at any time, we bid farewell for now. In this moment, time and space, knowing that we will have still a connection with our dragon and learn, embody, ground that connection throughout our day. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to our star teams, thank you to our dragons. I can feel their excitement. They're just as excited to join with you as you are to join with them. And as they bow reverently in honour before us, we so too bow in reverence and honour before them. And as we make our way back down through Red Rock, around our lake, we find ourselves back upon our path, drawing attention to our feet. On the next exhale now, we push out a massive tapper root that grounds down through the earth and connects into the centre of Mother Earth around the master crystal at the centre of Mother Earth. This is the master crystal of knowing, the master crystal of all knowledge, of everything that ever was, everything that is and everything that ever shall be. We are grounded, connected to this knowledge, to this wisdom, to this knowing. And on the next in-breath now, we pull those roots up and into the uppermost part of the cosmos as it shoots up and joins with pure God consciousness. On the next in-breath now, we pull that channel down into the crown chakra and breathe it into the heart where we express that light, that knowing, that wisdom, that knowledge out through the heart centre our divine connection. We take some deep grounding breaths, bring our attention back to the room that you're in, back to my voice, back to the here and now. Call yourself present, present to this moment. Present to the now in this moment. You can wriggle your fingers, wriggle your toes, have a little stretch. When you're ready, you can open your eyes.
Okay, is everyone back? Oh, beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? There's so much power in that. So you can go back there anytime. I know I ran through it sort of fast today, but this is a place that you can continue to go to or another place of your choosing uh, that is just your private personal space to, to connect uh, and a beautiful space that it is. Fiona, do you want to come on? Where are you, Fiona Ellis? Do you want to come on and chat with Rachel? Sure. Put your... Uh... So, um. Hi, Fiona. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm in bed because I have my Sunday morning sanctuary and often listen to Karen's amazing interviews. Oh, what a lovely way so, to love yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I do my journaling and um, I love that you've done some practical because then I've, you know, done my meditation as well. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was beautiful. I love those dragons. I got three of them and asked them to help me with my work and courage was the main thing that I received to get support from them and particularly with stepping out more into the community and doing light language work because it was activated within me about 20 years ago and I do it through singing, through crystal bowls, kind of just blended in. But I'm feeling more strongly to really do um, more clearings and activations with people just speaking it because it's right. because it can come through so powerfully. And, um, yeah, so I sometimes, yeah, that in the past... I've had people, you know, getting me to stop because they just didn't want to hear it and it was too strong or whatever. So I've gone into a bit of a withdrawal with it, but I could feel that dragon behind me and, um, yeah, calling in that energy to support me to, yeah, to do that and to have the courage to do that. So that's really cool. Thank you. Beautiful. You're welcome. We're all being called to step up because our work's needed. It's needed. We're on a mission. Oh, so yeah, I've um I used to work in libraries, so that's kind of through my choices. That's gone now, and um, my husband's very graciously supporting me to step more into this work. So it's a little bit scary, but it's also exciting. So um, hearing the wonderful work that you're doing, and I've done lots of work with children, um, children's meditation. I used to be a primary school teacher before I was working in libraries, okay. and um. Yeah, so we recently did a children's meditation. I've been doing them, facilitating the workshops with a friend for many years, but we haven't done any for the last maybe four years. But last week we did one um, and my friend did, ran the children's meditation section. This was at a kids' gymnasium centre. And then I did the meditation sound bath with the, with the parents upstairs. And then for the last half hour we brought the children in to to sit with their mums and then we did another little mini meditation sound bath and it was so beautiful to have the two of them going at once and then they had like a shared experience so it, it feels like yeah something extra that we can just another little tool that we can use to to support people yes beautiful so it's very inspiring the work that you've been doing with children as well and, and so actively working with them over the years yeah, yeah. I think you gals should connect because you're in Sydney. I was Sydney. just thinking that. I was thinking yeah, that. I was wondering where you were because I was like, wow. <laughs> I'm in Sydney. Cool. Okay. Where are yeah. you, Sydney? I'm in Barara. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm in Carlingford. <laughs> okay. 
it's a bit of a distance. The library was one of the libraries I was working in. Oh, it's, wow, it's not so far. I was wow. born in Carlingford. I lived. That was there my first <laughs> place of residence. Okay, I feel as though we need to get together. So maybe yeah. through you, car and we can swap details. Is that possible? Absolutely. Yeah, because I saw oh, your awesome. your message that you were sharing. Yeah, because you're in exactly the same position as Rach. Yeah, I mean, what's been happening in the last couple of years is all these amazing light workers with their brilliant ideas. You know, like actioning these ideas takes time and commitment and money. Yep. And so we stay in our jobs that pay yeah. us money and pay the bills and then COVID hits and then we make choices where people kick us out of our jobs. And it's really forcing us, right, yeah. to funnel that brilliance that we know Absolutely. we are into yeah. the world. And, oh, and, it's so lovely to, yeah, to speak with people in similar situations. Yeah, right. It's, and it's like it's really a step-up time to really step up and no longer yeah. just live in the fantasy of your head or wouldn't this be nice, but actually action you know, use the inspiration to action your desire and uh, really get it out there. And, um, yeah. yeah, I see yeah. you need to connect. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, I love that. Let's do that, Fiona. Sounds good. And okay. uh, a few people Thank you. jumped Thank you. off. Thanks, darling. Thank you, for Thank you Rachel. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. A few people have jumped off, but lots of thank you, thank yous. Does anyone want to come on? Sherry, uh, Ms. Diane and Diane, you want to come on? Anybody want to come on and? Share your experience of the meditation. We've got Ms. Sure. Diane. Uh, how do I do that? <laughs> there you Am go. There you and, are. And other Diane. Uh, Di- do you want to come on as well? Me? The other Diane. I'm good. I'm good. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there's the other Diane. <laughs> um, I, I have a hard time visualizing things, it seems. I don't know why. But at the end, I just sort of felt this golden quality of to the dragon coins and things like and I've always had abundance issues and and the gold mine within myself is is there and just it it's there <laughs> and that's the only message I picked up but I was I'd love the, the light language I just loved hearing it yes. it's really it can, it can be quite activating so it, once it's sort of once you allow it to bypass the, the mental mind the linear mind the 3d linear mind and allow it to um sit within the subtle bodies it changes things on a cellular level um but it can be quite activating uh and very healing and mm-hmm. so you know whenever if i if ever anybody wants to speak light language to me i'm always open i'm always up for it because it's just lovely even though i i channel it through myself even while i'm doing my morning practices every morning i speak light language i allow it to to release um yeah it's, it can be very activating and, and just delicious Good. Sometimes things have delayed reactions with me too. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. You are, you're exactly where you're meant to be. And not everybody is visual. You know, some mm-hmm. of us will be uh, auditory. Some will uh, feel it. Um, mm-hmm. And then for others, they'll just be a knowing. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, it depends on your learning style and it depends on, you know, your centres that are most primarily open and cleared. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to notice that whenever I feel energies coming in my body, like healing energies, like it might happen in my, my womb or my solar plexus. It's like maybe just before I'm waking up in the morning, it's it, like I've finally gotten to sleep. And then, then this healing energies just seem to come in. I don't know where it's coming from or what it is, but I, it targets certain parts of my body. And I yeah. just like I have a good day the next day. <laughs> <laughs> How lovely. That's a beautiful experience. Yeah. <laughs> 
Darling, one, yeah. you're getting, because we have to wrap this up now, but you're getting lots of love from people. Uh, Sherry had to go. She said, thank you so much. She loved the meditation. You're welcome, um, Always feel the light language so powerfully. Uh, thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Karen. Uh, so she's um, Sarah, Alicia, Kristen, Paul said, Paul, do you want to come on and, and say what you've written here? Shall I add you? Yeah, yeah sure. Um, this was amazing. Uh, I just wanted to say that <laughs> I felt compelled to grab, grab this um, ruby and kyanite sphere before I came on and you know I realized in the conversation that it matches your background completely (laughs) and and during the during the meditation which was amazing um this was this was my rock on the other side of the lake uh and the dragon was a a water dragon that was the sort of the color of the blue behind you there Uh, it was just fantastic so got lots of other information too but thank you thank you so much you're so welcome thank you paul thanks so much yeah that was fabulous you know what i saw uh which kind of perplexed me when you said the red rock initially i saw a red rock and then overlaying the red rock i saw toes in stone and the toes were as big as the rock which is kind of like as big as this room here right toes and I'm looking at the toes thinking, why am I looking at toes? And then as soon as I saw this, I saw this massive statue that was as tall as a skyscraper and I felt like a tiny little ant. <laughs> and it was like this guy in like Roman outfit, but it was in stone and he had his foot on the rock, right, and then his other foot next to the rock in sandals and I was looking at his toes. And so I'm looking at this thing and I'm going, Whoa, it's like this massive statue, stone statue of this warrior energy. And I just was like, wow. And then the dragon came and he was black. The dragon was black. He came and sat on the stone, like on the stone that he, that the, the, the warrior had his foot up on, you know, he had his foot up on the stone and the, and the dragon came and sat on, on the stone. Yeah, it was really bizarre. And at the same time that I'm doing this, I'm looking at all the things because I've got streaming on several platforms. I'm looking at <laughs> multitasking and I'm still seeing this. <laughs> so, God, who knows what would happen if I was really concentrating. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. I love that. But love that was that. beautiful. You know what I'd love you to do? But, uh, okay, look, we're going to wrap this up. So Rachel is also going to be a guest in the Wish Alliance, which is the same as the Inner Sanctum except that it's Sheila Seppi's thing that she does uh, once a week. She has guest teachers. Uh, when does she do it? She does it on a Monday in the States, which is a Tuesday about 10 a.m. in, in Sydney in Australia, um, probably a bit late for the UK. I think that's probably the middle of the morning, middle of the night for the UK. Uh, and Rachel's going to come in on end of May, 24th or something, and, uh, and speak to the Wish Alliance tribe. And I'll also stream that on my uh, channel but, yeah, it'd be great to sort of maybe teach us some light language, how to tap into light language. Mm-hmm. You could do that I've next time. I've just done a workshop actually on Friday, just not Friday, just gone. Um, it's a two-hour workshop that's also available for purchase. The recording is available um, and the light code's coming with that as well. And so this is your experiential part of, of uh, moving out of your own way, I suppose, and allowing that clear channel to open and refine and the light language to come through. Uh, but, yeah, we can definitely do something around it. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you, darling. It's been so beautiful. Everyone just unmute. Where is everybody? I'm going to 
unmute all. No, I can't do that. I do not have the power. And uh, say thank you. <laughs> say thank, thank you. you. Thank you. So thank much. you so much. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks, Aaron. Many blessings. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for coming. I've had the best time hanging out with you all and talking about my greatest loves and passions, so I'm really grateful. Thank you, thank you. Thanks, Karen. Thanks, my friend. Thanks, so Thank you. Let me just change the view so we can see. Not everyone's got quite a few people have, um, oh, we've only got a couple of people left. Everyone's jumped off. Thanks um, to the little dragon. <laughs> yeah, we've run over time. We've only got a few people watching on YouTube too. Everyone's jumped off. But thanks. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Thank you, Thank you everyone. My, Michael Tamora. Is I can't wait for Michael. Michael. Oh. He's, actually, he's actually going to come in on a Monday in the States. So it's be a Sunday in the in the Sunday in the States, Monday in Australia. Ooh, even uh, better for me. Better for you, Sunday. Yeah. So he's coming up on the 8th, 9th of May. So kind of soon. Um, but yeah, we'll um we'll quiz Michael again. I've had him on the show like a hundred times, but I just love Michael. I just love I him. Do. I love his energy. He's just he's so amazing. happy. He's amazing. Yeah. He's such a master, yeah. honestly. And just like you said, you know, he's a master here on earth, an absolute master. Doesn't need to be here for any karmic reason. He's just here to teach. But he still has all these, you know, physical ailments. I mean, the first time I spoke with him, he'd lost one of his vocal cords. And so his voice was very raspy. But that was a few years ago and that has come back. Yeah. So he doesn't, doesn't stop having challenges just because he's a spiritual master. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just because we yeah. have physical challenges doesn't mean that we've failed anything in any way. They're all part of the right. that we're here. Yeah. Very so. encouraging. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. need to do that. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, beautiful one. Big love. Thank you. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.